0: This this, this this is K-U-T. you K U T K U T Austin.
1: Stop. This is K U T. I'm Jennifer Staten. It is high school graduation season, a rite of passage for people usually around 18 years old or so, and that's chronological age. But what about our emotional age? How we have developed and matured emotionally. Well, that can be a very different story. I chatted recently over Zoom with Central Texas neuropsychotherapist Bella J. Rockman about the phenomenon of emotional age. It's really a little bit more about our central nervous system
0: than the number of years or months or days that we've been on the planet. And because our nervous system takes a score, the body keeps the score, the nervous system sometimes uh Sort of traps us in a certain window of time until we deal with <laughs> um we deal with the trauma or the issues or the disruption in that developmental process, and so this is why we have sometimes when I'm working with families or couples and you've got uh someone screaming at a fifty year old man and saying, Stop acting like you're twelve and he's just even getting more upset and you know and then I kind of say, well, let's talk about twelve, you know maybe maybe he is in some way, and let's talk about what 12 look like for you.
1: So does this mean that, say for example, somebody has a very traumatic event happen when they're age 12 and they don't have the opportunity to work through that or get support around that or process what happened, that some of their emotional functioning sort of stops at that age until they get an opportunity to work through it? To a
0: very large extent, yeah. My guess is that a lot of people listening would say, okay, that's great for all you people that went through trauma. I get it. Okay, I'm sorry. I get it. I'm going to learn about it. But I want to say that all you people who've gone through trauma are really all of us people that are human beings on this planet because trauma is loosely defined as any time we have a life experience that we felt somewhat trapped or inept to be able to have the autonomy to move or make changes. Like we felt stuck, We felt trapped. And then after that event no matter how micro or how macro, how micro from a lunchroom bully to how macro to maybe Hurricane Katrina, right? We feel forever changed after the event. And the reason that it changes is because when we go through traumatic events, we have relational betrayal or domestic violence or social unrest or a medical illness in a family that was unexpected or just relational gaps during, you know, our developmental years in particular, time kind of stops for us there. It's called a neurological net and and those emotions and experiences are suspended in a net until we're ready to unleash that net and open it up and resort them so they can be properly processed and integrated into who we are.
1: Does that mean that our emotional age around a specific event or around a specific trauma might be one age? But our emotional age around a different kind of event might be another age, and then our chronological age is another age. Are all of these ages coexisting within one person's emotions? I would argue yes.
0: And and this is why, because when folks come to us for therapy, um sometimes they ask, Well, what is this about? What should I expect? And I say, Well, look, part of what the journey is is called integration. So we want to take the parts of ourselves and there are a lot of psych, early psychologists that, that spoke about this. We want to take the parts of our parts of ourselves and integrate them so that we become whole. So from my perspective, therapy is about whole life wellness, not just targeting one thing or dealing with one symptom or one issue, but getting to the root causes. And this is where that little quirky, some people think Jesus cheesy, some people think wonderful idea of child work comes in. Why would we need to do inner child work? or inner teen work or inner young adult work, if those parts of ourselves were not there and perhaps not fully integrated. And yes, they can become fully integrated, but I would suggest (laughs) that those parts of us
1: are present in every single person. How do we know sort of what we should be striving for? You know, I'm 56. Should I be emotionally different than a 49-year-old? Yes, I
0: I do think that at 50, we should be paid differently than we do
1: at 45 or 40, 35, 25, 15, 10, 5.
0: Some of the things that we want to be looking at, number one, do we have an ability to self-regulate? Do we depend on other people to regulate ourselves or can we regulate on our own? Number two, am I able to identify boundaries and am I able to uphold them? And boundaries are not for the punishment or behavioral modification of other people. Boundaries are for ourselves so that we can modify our own behavior. Can I even identify boundaries? There's a lot of folks that ask, Jennifer, what do you need right now? just even in clinical work what is it that you need what are you longing for they're like i don't know by a certain age we want to be able to identify our needs and a lot of this should happen i i would say in in adolescence because this is like sort of the turning point into adulthood but most of us don't get it in adolescence by the way thirdly am i able to um to hold space for others or am i self-centered is everything about me in conversations in life and, and how I do life or can I hold space for others and then maybe the fourth thing would be do I have enough sense of my own identity that I can not only hold tolerance for differing ideas and beliefs but can I hold space for them but yeah there should be a subtleness and a wisdom and, a, and a, a groundedness I think that comes with, with with hours logged on this planet I would love to see more of that for every age group every decade.
1: Bella J. Rockman is a neuropsychotherapist in private practice in Central Texas. And Bella, as always, thank you for a fascinating conversation. This one about emotional age. You're so welcome.